Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 741. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. I uh, continue on in the book of uh, Luke today. And I've got uh, songs and letters. Right now, let's pray. Father, continue pouring out your spirit using me as uh, a vessel for your voice to come through. We know that uh, you have said that no one can come unto you unless the Holy Spirit lead them. And if people don't receive your word, they're not receiving the Holy Spirit, and therefore they're lost. And if they never receive your word, that means they're not receiving life the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus, or anything spiritual that brings forth life, which is the word of God, the spirit, the blood of Jesus. All of them have your life, your eternal life in them. We have temporal life, but not eternal life. Lord, let the world know this, that uh, there's only um, so many times that you're going to deal with them. And uh, then you will not deal with them any longer. Time will, after they've hardened their hearts so many times, uh, you uh, they will not be able to receive anything from you. Lord, uh, let this be that they're led and receive what you have for them. And not only the unsaved, but the body of Christ, the church, the new Jerusalem, the bride of Christ, that they might be saved and strengthened. Uh, Lord, um, in Jesus' name I pray, rebuke Satan and open doors for us. Close every door against for Satan. Close his doors and open ours. In Jesus' name I pray and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, here I am to sing for you. If the Lord wasn't walking by my side. I was drifting, I was drifting on the sea of despair. Well, I was wandering, I was wandering in the soul of care. Oh, Jesus found me, Jesus found me in the sinful fire. He heard me praying, he heard me praying on my knees and died. Well, I'm singing, I'm singing a brand new song. Well, cause I'm happy, cause I'm happy as I go along. And I don't know, I don't know just, just what I'd do if the Lord wasn't walking by my side. What would I do? What would I do? Well, I'd be lonely, discouraged, hurting all the day. If the Lord wasn't walking by my side every day, I'd be so friendless. And I'd be helpless. And I don't know just what I'd do if the Lord wasn't walking by my side.
All right. If the Lord wasn't walking by my side there, you wouldn't be able to be ready. This is verse 40, and this is uh, chapter 12. Is that right? Of Luke? Okay, chapter 12 of Luke. It says, verse 40 says, If he wasn't walking by your side and in you, uh, you would be, therefore, not ready. So he says, he tells you, be ye therefore ready. Let me keep walking by your side and inside you, and let me be doing the my work in and through you, and then you will be ready. But this is what uh, the Word of God states, is uh, walking with a, the oil in your lamp. If uh, there's no oil in your lamp, then you're not ready. And I was mentioning on the last message how that the ten virgins are five foolish and five wise. Five kept the Lord walking by their side and in them, which means that the oil from the olive tree, the olive uh, oil was in them to keep their lamps burning. So be ye therefore ready also for the Son of Man which is Jesus, he's also the Son of God, comes at an hour when you think not, when you least expect it. Verse 41, Then Peter said unto him, Lord, uh, speakest thou this parable unto us, or even to all people? Verse 42, And the Lord said, Who uh, then is that faithful, and wise steward. Uh, how many faithful people in this world do you find that are really faithful to the Lord? Out my window I can hear people swimming and laughing and carrying on and running up and down the halls of this hotel that they don't think of the Lord at all. And therefore, because they don't think of him, they're not faithful. And certainly they're not wise. Wise means that they fear God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, wisdom. And the fear of the Lord is wisdom. And the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. Verse 42, and the Lord said, who then is that faithful, full of faith in my words, and fearful steward, whom uh, his Lord shall make ruler over his household? Well, the Lord makes people rulers over his household. And what is his household? The Lord's household is a church. Uh, uh, the whole earth, the world, the Lord says that we're supposed to possess our souls and we're supposed to rule the earth. So the household, to give them their portion of meat in due season, to feed them the word of God in due season. And when is the due season? The due season is always. Always pray. Always keep your mind on the Lord. Always rebuke and reprove. Always resist Satan. It's Everything is always. Because the Lord's coming in a time and a season when you least think of it. Uh, but a good ruler, the Lord calls us to rule, and as he said, his ministers are the rulers on this earth, not President Bush or somebody else that the, the naive and uh, blind people of this world vote, because the blind people of the world don't know who to vote for. They just, if he's got a smile, 
and the women think he's cute or they start uh, going for the cause that they like the most. Well, the cause that most people like, well, if you uh, vote for, um, uh, if your uh, person that you're voting for will allow you to murder your children, well, then you'll vote for him. If uh, he won't say anything bad about you committing fornication or uh, being a lesbian or a um, homosexual or a uh, adulterer, well, I'll vote for that person, you'll say. Or drunkards. Or uh, narcotic addicts. Oh, you hear them when they say, we like narcotics, and these audiences, they'll applaud for people that say these things. And they applaud to where they say, we don't have uh, anything against the uh, sin of homosexuality. Well, uh, we don't have anything uh, against a person that has that demon because what we do is we preach the gospel to him, that which shows that we don't really have anything against them, but we warn them and tell them if they don't get rid of that demon, if they don't let Jesus come in, well, then they're going to go to hell because the Lord is not going to let one homosexual or lesbian into the kingdom of God. Not one adulterer, uh, is, they're not going to be there, not even one. Not one fornicator, not one liar, not one thief, not one troublemaker. The Lord says he called us to be peacemakers, not troublemakers. Well, you're causing a lot of trouble when you tell us we can't do that. No, I'm telling you that God said you can't do that. And it's true. He won't let you go to heaven if you do that or if you're a covetous person. Or that you don't love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the number one commandment of them all. You have to put on the whole armor of God, the whole word of God, so that you can be a faithful steward and a wise steward. Jesus answers Peter. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou all these words of God, these parables unto us or also to everybody? And the Lord said, Whosoever, who then, uh, I'm preaching to the people that are Faithful and wise. These are born-again Christians that are leaders and people that will follow the Lord, whom uh, his Lord shall make ruler over his household, uh, the house of God. Now, we don't pretend to rule the secular world. That's Satan. He does that. But we tell the secular world what they have to do if they want to go to heaven and stay out of hell. So we, uh, you know, the Lord has called us to rule over his uh, household, his, the, his people, to give them their portion, to give them, to preach the word of God, to give them their meat, when, as the Holy Spirit, in due season means when the Holy Spirit uh, is anointing you, pouring himself by word through you. Yeah, that's due season when the Holy Spirit gives it to you. Verse 43, blessed is that servant. Now, well, a lot of people consider themselves servants of the Lord. They don't do anything at all to serve him. Well, we go to church. That doesn't mean you're serving God. The devil goes to church. He'll take you there. 
Well, we read the Bible. The devil reads the Bible. The devil knows the Bible better than you do. Verse 43, blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Ruling the world by the word of God. Uh, feeding people the word of God as the Holy Spirit is due season when the Holy Spirit is drawing it up out of your belly. Rivers of life, rivers of water by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is spirit, it's life. Jesus became the Holy Spirit. He became the life-giving spirit. And uh, when you invite Christ into your spirit, when you invite the life-giving spirit, which is Christ, into your spirit, he's the, he becomes the comforter. He takes the edge off of life. When you're full of disappointment and you're vexed and you don't know what to do and you just can't stop fighting and arguing with people, and you haven't got the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then the life seems too uh, much of a grinder to you. But when the Holy Spirit enters into you, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then um, you have uh, this Holy Spirit gives you power, to, and it takes the edge off of life so that you can, without wavering, uh, be blessed. As uh, verse 43 says, you'll be blessed, blessed by God. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find him doing these things, letting the Holy Spirit draw the word of God that you've read in you. You know, a lot of times I'll start saying things to people and uh, I say, where did I get? I read the Bible. I sought the Lord. I told him. I prayed before I started bringing this message uh, that, Lord, anoint me. Let uh, the words come out of my mouth that you want for me to say, for yourself to say through me. When he cometh, you'll find him doing so. And that's why I do this. Sometimes I bring... Uh, five, six, seven, eight messages a day. I bought four of them earlier this morning. Here I'm doing, uh, this is the second one I'm doing now. That's six messages today. Six one-hour messages. And I've done 740, this is the 741 hours of messages that I've brought. Most uh, pastors bring one message a week. Uh, this would be the equivalent of 741 messages. I brought two or 300 of them before I even started uh, counting here. Plus, I brought thousands of other messages because I want to be busy doing what the Lord says when he cometh. He'll find me so doing. Feeding people the word of God. A faithful. Who then is the faithful and wise? Faithful, full of faith, in other words, full of uh, the word of God to do it, and the wise servant that fears God, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household. Well, how can you be a ruler over God's household, the Lord Jesus' household, when you don't even 
read the Bible. And when you read it, you don't pay any attention. You read it like you're reading the newspaper. Blah, 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 hickory dickory duck, the mouse ran up the clock, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't sink in. There's no depth in you. What faithful and wise servant? Who then is, who is the faithful and wise steward whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household? To um, And the reason that he makes them ruler over his household is so that they will give them their portion of meat in due season as the Holy Spirit uh, pours his spirit out on them as he's doing with me right now towards you. I'm doing this in due season so that you can, it's a time, it's now the time for you to receive these things. So uh, verse 43 again says, blessed is that servant, that servant that does that, not you, but that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find him doing these things. Verse 44. Of a truth I say unto you, that he will make him ruler over all that he has. Of, he'll make him ruler over everything that God has. In other words, if we rule well for him here in this world, he's going to let us rule heaven because God is the kind of king, the kind of God that sits on the throne and lets his servants rule whatever he will have them rule. And the Bible does say that we will rule with a rod of iron in the kingdom of heaven because it'll be Christ in us that does it. But it'll be us and we'll be there and we'll be full of faith and full of truth that the Lord will make me ruler over all that he has. Wow. What kind of a Lord is that that gives you that much authority? Well, if we're going to rule in heaven, how much more has God given us the ability to be able to rule here on this doomed earth? This world is doomed. The Lord didn't come here to destroy the earth or to condemn it because it was already condemned. And that's why he came into the world to save souls out of this condemned world. This condemned world is going to burn up. And Noah promised that it was going to, he, the Lord's going to drown everybody. And they, did it happen? Yes, it did. And you'll find, uh, too, that he's going to burn the whole world up, the heavens and the earth. Because he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Will it be this earth? Yes, it'll be this earth, but he's going to purge it with fire. He's going to destroy it. Burn it up because there's too much sin here. And the Lord doesn't want any trace of sin any longer. So he's going to burn it all out and burn everyone that is tra uh, trash or uh, chaff. Same thing, chaff, trash. Of a truth I say unto you that he, Jesus, will make him ruler over all that Jesus has. And what does he have? The whole universe. Uh I'm not uh, doing this uh, that I can have all these things. The Lord just added these things unto me. I'm doing this because I fear God. I'm afraid that if I don't continue on, that the scripture that says uh, that we're supposed to continue on. 
doing the things that he commands us to do, because we don't know in what hour he's going to come. Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him a ruler over all that he has, because he tells us to rule the world. We're to tell kings and presidents and queens and uh, high people in high places, secular places, that won't be in heaven if they don't repent. We're to tell them. We're to not be afraid to tell them. We're to be bold. And these things are commandments from the Lord. And if you're meek and you just uh, meek before man, but not meek before Lord. If you're meek before the Lord, you're going to have boldness. The Lord commands us to be very bold. To be um, powerful. Have faith. But, and if that servant say in his uh, corazon, his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to beat thy men servants for, for nothing, and maidens, and to eat and drink, and to be drunken, packed out with uh, wantonness, you know, what, well, what restaurant shall we go to tonight? Where are we going to order from? Well, I don't like this restaurant. Oh, I don't like it. And these are always people that don't do what the Lord says. They do the minimal amount of work so that they can hang in there and be uh, drunken. Okay, verse, uh, well, that means, you know, gluttonous. Eat, sleep, go to the bathroom, that's it. Go through up two papers. Yeah, that's I'm, you know where very necessary. It's not that at all. With zeal, the Lord says he's uh, a lot of people call him a cruel taskmaster. No, but Satan is the cruel taskmaster. The Lord tells you how to go to heaven, and there you can lay your burdens down, and you live a life an eternity of ease, and with uh, so much. Uh, anointing of God that it's just you're in um, it's like uh, nothing that you could ever even dream of the pleasures of heaven okay 46 the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him in a day when he least expects us and at an hour when he is not aware of Oh, the spirit has left him, and he, he wist it not, he doesn't know that it's gone from him, and will cut him in sunder. In other words, cut him to pieces, send him to hell, and the lake of fire. And will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. Those that believe shall be saved, and those that do not believe, the unbelievers, shall be damned. Don't you get it? It's very easy and simple to understand. Verse 47. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, you know what the word says, that you're supposed to be busy, you're supposed to be cooking, you have to be uh, really cooking with the hot Red hot, not lukewarm. Be lukewarm in Jesus, and I'll spit you out of my body. I'll spit you out of my mouth. 
Well, if I was saved, would he spit me out of my mouth? And that means that once saved, always saved is wrong. Yes, that's true. He's saying to his servants, be red hot, be full of zeal, and or else you're saved, and I'll blot your name out of the Lamb's book of life. I spit you completely out of my body. You must be in my body, and I must be in yours in order to get into heaven. If you think that you're a Christian and you're not doing what I tell you, I despise you. You're nothing but chaff, and I'm going to burn you up is what it really boils down to. And that servant, which knew all these things, knew his Lord's will, get cucking. Le cocinero. Ben, get the cooking. Because you know what the Lord's will is, and I want you to be red hot doing it, to be full of zeal. And prepare not himself. Ignored the Lord. Ignored God. Who are you to ignore God, you self-righteous, hypocritical, nothing you? Neither did account uh, uh, according to his, the Lord's will, shall be beaten with many stripes. Verse 48, that means forever and ever. 48, but he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. In other words, there's different degrees in hell. If you didn't know, if you didn't seek, well, but if you knew is the baddie. If you knew what to do and you didn't do it, you ignored the Lord, well, he knows it. He knows you're ignoring him. But he that knew didn't know and did not com uh, commit things worthy of stripes shall be, uh, you didn't do evil against the Lord, shall be beaten with a few stripes. For unto uh, whosoever much is given of him, shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with a few stripes. But that's still bad if you're beaten, if you're going to hell. For unto whosoever much is given of him shall be much required. And to whom uh, men have committed much, uh, much of him, they will ask the more. Verse 49, I am come to send fire on the earth. Fuego. And what will I, if it be already kindled? That means, you know, already somebody's doing his will. He's, he's not going to send them to hell. Verse 50, but I have a baptism to be baptized with. And how am I uh, straightened 
till it be accomplished. The Lord says you will have power after the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. But I have a baptism to be baptized with. In other words, he has to go through death. He has to be nailed to a cross. He has to pay the price for all of our abilities to be saved. All of us that have taken his offer of salvation were saved. But he has to be baptized into death. He has to die. And how am I straightened till it be accomplished? How can I uh, do anything? How can I live in you? How can I go up to the kingdom of heaven and become the Holy Spirit, the life-giving spirit, until all these things are accomplished? I have to die. Verse 51, suppose you that I am come to give peace. Is this is what you suppose? Suppose you that I have come to give peace on earth. I tell you, nay, but rather division. I came into the world to bring division, uh, to separate the wheat from the chaff, the wheat from the trash, the saint from the sinner. I came to make you do what I'm telling you or else send your soul to hell. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we, we, we preach, we tell people these things. Because if uh, they don't hear, then how will they know? And how will they know if a preacher is a set? And that's why the Lord sent preachers into the world, and therefore they're the rulers. They're telling people what they must do. You better do what I'm telling you because I'm telling you what God says or else you're going to hell. But we don't like that. It doesn't make any difference whether you like it or not. It's the truth. Verse 52, for from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided. Three against two and two against three. Because certain people in a household will receive the word of God and others will not. So you're not to cleave to the ones that don't receive. You're to depart from them and begin walking in the Spirit to serve the Lord. Uh, people say, well, it's my relatives. It's not your relatives. If you want to go to heaven, your relatives, the members of your household, are those uh, that are the members of the household of faith that believe in God. Jesus, when his mother was outside and his brethren, half-brothers, they said, your mother and your brothers are outside. They are waiting. He says, who are my, who is my mother? Who are my brethren? Those that serve God. That's my household. And that's the way we have to follow him. We have to follow suit. We have to agree with him. Well, what about my grandchildren? What about them? Are the parents serving the Lord or are they liars and have they caused dissension in the house of God? Have they committed sin and they got thrown out and that's why they are not yours any longer? But they're from my precious body. No, we're supposed to be members of the body of Christ and we're not to have fellowship with anyone that does such things as that. We're not even supposed to 
wish them Godspeed. And if you do, you sin because the Lord commanded you not to. The father shall be divided against the son. Yeah, a lot of fathers believe and a lot of sons believe, but the fathers don't and the sons don't. And so there's a division there. They're divided against each other, the son and the son against the father. When they get saved, the mother against the daughter. Well, because the mother, she's saved and the daughter got saved and she falls away. Mother's not supposed to have anything. It's not her daughter anymore. We are the members of Christ's body. We're members of the body of Christ. We're members of that family, not the family of sinners. Are we? No. All right. So we mustn't grieve over that. Just receive what the Lord says. Do you think that God gave you these commandments to grieve over them? No. It's just the bare facts. Chances are, he states, if you do that and you don't favor them, but you favor him, then uh, your daughters and your sons and your fathers and your mothers will be saved because they see the strong stand that you make for the Lord. But if you Mickey Mouse around with them and don't uh, don't do what the Lord says, well, then you're going to hell and they will too. The daughter against the mother. The mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law. You're against me, I could care less. Go to hell if you want to. But I'm not going to follow you. And the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Verse 54, and he said also to the people, when you see a cloud rise out of the, and I have to change the page now, when you see a cloud rise out of the west, straightway you say, um, there cometh a shower. And so it happens that way. So it is. Verse 55, and when you see the south wind, blow, you say, there will be heat, and it cometh to pass. It, yeah, that'll happen. Verse 56, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that ye do not discern this time? Well, the Lord... Uh, he saw the people of the world building a tower. Everyone had the same language. Everyone, and they're building this um, temple in Babylon, the Tower of Babel, to get up there and rule heaven. They're going to go up, uh, build mortar and clay and put it together and go up and rule heaven. But uh, the Lord, the Father, said to the Son, and the Son said to the Father, the word, the son said to the father, let us go down and confound them, Holy Spirit, Father. And they whipped different languages on all of them so they could not understand. The Lord did not want a one world government. He did not want people to uh, that were ungodly to rule. People so ungodly that they thought they could go up to heaven and take it over. And so nobody could understand each other. The foremen were telling people what to do in Italian, and all they spoke was Polish. 
They couldn't understand, so that did away with the Tower of Babel. That did away with their attempt to build a one-world government, a new world order, to take over heaven, to take over, to uh, build uh, the United Nations, all of them speaking one language. And so the Lord whipped languages on them and made different nationalities. And so this is an example unto us that you're not supposed to do what you want to do because you're not proud, you're stupid. You hypocrites. Oh, you know about the face of the sky, you know, when it's going to be hot and when it's going to be cold, when it's going to rain and all these things. But anybody can do that. Okay? But it's for sure you cannot be part of a one world government, uh, what they call a new world order, the United Nations, Satan's cult government, and go to heaven. Uh, it's not going to bring peace on earth. What it's doing is bringing a evil dictatorship upon you. And there's no possible way that you're going to get into heaven if you follow this. This is the same thing if you follow uh, them as blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So divorce yourself from the New World Order, the One World Government, the Vatican, which is uh, Satan's seat, uh, where the devil lives in the city of the Seven Hills or Mountains, that's the Vatican. That's all there is there. Verse 57a. And why even, um, even of yourselves judge ye not what is right? All of you people in the world got together and you're going to build a tower to heaven. Now why do you not judge right when you know what I, God, have said to you? And you still insist on serving Satan, and then you wonder why hell has been enlarged and why you're going there when you think that you haven't done any evil thing. First of all, you haven't had any mercy on anybody to learn the word of God and preach it to them so they can go to heaven instead of hell and the lake of fire. And so therefore, ye yourself are going there. And when you're in hell screaming, mercy, mercy, like Tyrus St. Clair saw, and see these people beating themselves against the pit in hell, and then you judge with your own judgment instead of judging not what is right. Why, even of yourselves, judge ye not what is right? Well, you're supposed to judge with the word of God. You keep saying, the Bible says, judge no man. Yeah, that means with your own judgment. But the Bible says you're to judge all things with his word because his word is right judgment. Verse 58. When thou goest with thine uh, adversary to the magistrate, as thou art in the way, give diligence that thou mayest be delivered from him lest he hail for you to the judge, and the judge delivered you to the officer, and the officer cast you into prison, into prison. Um, so when you go with your enemy to the magistrate, to the judge, 
as a you are in the way. So he's saying agree with the magistrate for you in the or the uh, the police officer, the adversary, your enemy went in the way with him. Give diligence that thou uh, may be delivered. Do what I'm telling you. Be very diligent to do what I'm telling you so that you can be delivered from him. Because if you start giving him a hassle and screaming at him and yelling at him, uh, that he uh, will hail you. He'll take you into the judge. And the judge, because of your nasty attitude, will deliver you to the officer. And the officer will cast you into prison. Into prison. Verse 59. I tell thee, thou shalt not depart. Thence you're not going to get out of prison until you have paid the very last might. That you're going to stay in there as long as they can hold you in there. And that all depends on the judge. And it's because they're unjust. And even if you're right, you have to say, okay, officer, I won't do it anymore. In the United States, we have the right to distribute literature, gospel literature. We're not soliciting any money or we're not telling you that you got to go to our church. We're telling you you must be saved if you want to go to heaven. If, if you don't want it, well, you can just take the, the piece of literature and uh, send it back to us. We'll be glad to take it because we'll give it to somebody else or, you know, you can throw it away, whatever. But if you, um, it's against the U.S. Constitution, but the Vatican says there is no U.S. Constitution anymore. But it's the freedom of religion, the freedom of speech, the freedom uh, to be able to convey, to preach the gospel to people that are lost. So we're at chapter 13 now. And it's uh, telling you that you're going to really go to jail and stay there a long time. You want to go to jail? Oh, everybody that goes there, they say, oh, I hate it in here. Don't go to jail. Follow the Lord's advice here, because it's good judgment to do what he tells you. Chapter 13. There were present at that um, season some that told him, Jesus, of, um, of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had um, mingled with their sacrifices. So they sacrificed Christians in their sacrifices to devils. Verse 2, Then Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans uh, were sinners above all the Galileans? Because they suffered such things? Verse 3, I tell you, nay, no. But except you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Verse 4, or those 18 upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them, do you think that they were Sinners above uh, all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? 
Uh, Jesus continues on in verse 5, says, I tell you, no. But except you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Because your time is always, you know, the Lord has a designated time for those of us that preach the gospel. We're going to continue on until the Lord takes us. That's just the way it is. But you, your time is always ready because if you're not doing things for the Lord, it doesn't matter when you perish. You can go at any time, and the Lord will do that. Verse 6. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in uh, his vineyard. That's weird to have a fig tree in your vineyard. One brings forth grapes, the other figs. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Verse 7. Then said he unto the um, dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these uh, three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? So what he's telling you, if you're not doing the will of the Lord, you're not bringing forth any fruit. You're not winning any souls. You're not doing anything for God. And so your time is always. He could take you, cut you down if you're not bearing fruit. If you're not saving souls if uh, through the gospel. So the Lord is that kind of a God. He said, cut it down. Well, what if the fig tree cries out? It says, I repent, here's a fig, and uh, that doesn't happen. Verse 8, And he answering said unto him, Lord, uh, let it alone this year also, till I shall uh, dig about it and uh, put some fertilizer around it. Verse 9, And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, um, then after that thou shalt cut it down. Verse 10, and he was teaching, so uh, he gives you a chance. Okay, it's going to bear fruit or else uh, I'm going to cut it down. I warn you. So the Lord's warning you through these words that he's saying through me to uh, start producing. You know, even uh, farmers, they have cows, milk farmers, dairy farmers. And if they don't bring forth milk, they sell them to the butcher. Get rid of this thing because we have to feed it so many pounds of grain per day and we can't afford to feed something that doesn't produce. Okay? Verse 10, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Verse 11, And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years. And was bowed together. She was doubled up. She could in no wise lift up herself. She was bent over. Verse 12. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Verse 13. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately, not a few minutes later, but immediately she was made straight and glorified God. 
verse 14, And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Can you believe anybody that is rotten and filthy? Because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to uh, work. In them, therefore, come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Well, if he has the power to heal somebody, then he has the power to tell that guy to jump. Verse 15, The Lord then answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead him away to watering, to drink some water? Verse 16, And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these eighteen years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day. I have to take this up in the next message, because we have letters. Where's the first letter from? It's a continuation of the letter from Kumba Cameroon. Okay, let's go with it. Back in China since 2005, I have always had this unexplained burden and pressure in my spirit to address a notice to the Pope and his team, but I told myself I am not the right person. Besides, they could trace me and kill me. But as I read your literature, the fire rose back in my bones. For the past three or four months, I have been writing a book with fear, but I am confident. That is why I need to be rooted in church history. Yeah, don't be worried about your life. If you got cancer or something, if you don't get out there and do it, the Lord will give you cancer, and you will die many years early, just like these winos. Uh, they're dying. My uncle was a wino, uh, sophisticated wino, that is, and he died at age 42. Look at uh, Presley, Elvis Presley. He died at the age of 42 years old. We're both the same age. He would have still been, uh, he'd have been uh, 70, almost 74 now, if he would have done what the Lord said. Then what? Go ahead. I have always felt like God is sending me to kings and authorities. Fear kept me bound these years, but now I will go. As much literature and books God could lay in your heart to send me, it will do great exploits in his kingdom, especially the book on the Messiah in English, French, Arabic, and Chinese. One of the literatures I realized would be good for unbelievers and religious people is love and affection, so I prefer this very one be more, even so, with another Pearl Harbor. Dear Pastor Lamo, I have a word for you from the Lord. As I was reading your book, The Messiah, the Lord ministered to me. He told me that whatever thing they have ever planned and are still planning and will ever plan against you and your congregation will yield to no result. The same God who kept Jesus to fulfill all the prophecies written about him will guide and uphold you until you fulfill your mission on earth. They were always devising means to kill Jesus to no avail until the appointed time. I am now more confident in the Lord. I know he will guide and keep me to fulfill my calling. No wonder the devil kept me in my mother's womb for eleven good months, not wanting me to appear on earth, for he sensed the danger the very day I was conceived. They tried to kill Jesus at his childhood. You are bound to succeed and raise all the people God has destined that you will reach. 
This promise is for you. Jeremiah chapter 1 verses 18 through 19. Quote, For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city and an iron pillar and brazen walls against the whole land, against the kings, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. And they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. Unquote. I am happy to connect to your ministry. I pray God continues to use you and bless this earth. I love you very much. I love Jesus. I love his people. May his grace be yours. Prince H. Tatang from Kumba, Cameroon. Okay, God bless you too, brother. We pray for you as well. Everybody pray for him. Father, bless him in Jesus' name. All right, it's time to pray now. And uh, the Lord, uh, you know, this man waited for a lot of years before he got the courage to uh, begin doing the work of the Lord. And thank God that he saw it. Hopefully you've seen it in the words that I've uh, preached and taught today. Uh, and if so, the first thing to do is get your soul saved. Let Jesus live in you and his, with his Father by the Spirit by saying this prayer. Say it to him now. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says that whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, and I am one of those whosoevers. Lord, um... Therefore, I know you've heard me, and I know that you've answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. Give him all the glory and the praise. And Sharon, tell our listening us how they can receive a copy of this program, number 741. They're free of charge. Just let us know if you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. Beyond the sunset, we're going to be able to see Jesus uh, right there in heaven, beyond the sunset, and uh, we're going to be able to see our loved ones that have gone on before us. And here I am to sing for you Beyond the Sunset. Beyond the sunset Oh, blissful morning When with our Clouds will gather, no storms will threaten, no fears annoy, 
Oh, day of gladness. Oh, day unending. Beyond the sunset. Eternal joy. Beyond the sunset.